in a world where trivia games are played on a podcast. One man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his... Punishment episode. Is punishment spoilers. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Stevie, and today is my punishment episode for 2002's Pinocchio. Now, Brett picked this. <gasps> Give yourself a round of applause, Brett. Yay! Now. This wasn't a win for, you know, the Oscars. They got to pick this or this was a stupid bet that I made saying <laughs> that my dog, my dog's Instagram page would get more followers than Brett's by the end of the year. And I never made one for my dog. <laughs> it literally got to like June. I think I made this bet in what? January, Brett? Yeah, pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I made this like real early on. Uh, and it got to be like June. And this was already in the throes of my wife being pregnant and got a puppy and still getting used to my house. And I was like, no, I'll just let Brett have this. So that's what You could have just transformed the Spoilers podcast Instagram page into like your dog page. Into my and dog like, page. Post one taking picture. on the followers. <laughs> just let it grow. Still wouldn't have had as many as Brett's dog, though. No, not so. even close. What is Dozer at now? 10K? Spoilers has way more. I had about 1,000. I stopped IGing. I stopped doing that stuff and like probably right around Damn. June. Just like, well, he's got zero. I don't need to do that much. I, I just don't like Instagram that much. <laughs> it's not very lit of you, Brett. <laughs> what an intense competition overall. Whew. Roller coaster. Good job, Dozer. You're the, you're the best. <laughs> he doesn't care. Rest in peace, boy. Whoa. He's not dead. Are we still alive? Yeah, he's three. He's three. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't and an Instagram in peace, memorandum. <laughs> what? This dog's going to live forever, what? and then I'm going to have him stuffed. <laughs> That just reminds me of Pineapple Express and Danny McBride so much right now. Um, let's go on the table from Isis to Weesis. And this movie had no strings and also no songs, and it drove me nuts. Because <laughs> uh, animated Pinocchio, Disney classic, brings the house down a couple of times, those velvety pipes. So let's go around the table, and I want to hear what your camaraderie song is, whether you're at a bar at two in the morning and everybody knows the words, mm. or you're at a ball game, or just with a bunch of friends. Oh, uh, this is Brett recording from Four Way. I. One where you're going to know the words. This, okay, so we used to hang out at Josh's dugout every Monday night for like, I don't know, a year and a half. It was really fun. We played card games and stuff. And. Uh, we used to sing the cheer song uh, where everybody knows your name. We'd sing it really loud. And then at the very end, uh, our Josh's best friend, Drew, like never came. So we'd say, uh, sometimes you want to go, what was that? And then at the very end, it'd be out, except for Drew. And then that's kind of how that was. <laughs> we also used to sing ten, We Are Young by Fun, but that's just because it was on the radio all the time. But yeah, cheers, theme. 
That was lit, Brett, for sure. Josh? Oh, man. When you said this, my mind went to karaoke, and for some reason, <laughs> like, I will never be able to do karaoke in my entire life. You've never like, done it? No, it, it it's feels like thrill. jumping off a cliff. It's yeah. a thrill. But, like, I think, like, uh, Brett, do you remember one time in college when our friend Tim did, what was it, Let It Be? No, it was Hey Jude. <laughs> he did Hey Jude in a pretty crowded bar, and it was pretty fun. No. You know I didn't go to the bar, so it's way too long of a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said something mean that would have had to have been edited, but, Brett, we always appreciated you picking us up at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. You're a good boy. R.I.P. My turn? Yeah, Pap. This is Pappy. I haven't seen the movie. Stevie, first of all, thanks for hosting tonight. This was supposed to be Fast and Furious 7 night, but we pivoted to the long-awaited Pinocchio punishment movie episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I um, Long-awaited. Camaraderie song. Good question. I don't think I've ever told this story before. I was an intern... For a company in Columbus, Indiana, and they put four of us dudes up together <laughs> in an apartment for a summer. And it was me, Declan, some guy I can't remember his name, maybe Joe, and this guy named Leo. And Leo was a fucking weird dude, man. Like Leo was like <laughs> very intense. Like he was like very intense at work. He was like in everybody's business. Like he was like, an intern at this place and he was like trying to become the CEO basically. He was very like, <laughs> very like strange, but like there was this bar that we would all go to that did karaoke and Leo would like jam out to like Matchbox 20. Mm, he didn't know the words to any of them. And it's so, like, this was just like his time to like cut <laughs> loose. So like Leo, this like weird, super corporate obsessed guy would just thrash about on stage and like scream and like jump around. It was like the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> So in the last weekend of the internship, I said, Leo, I'll sing a song with you. You pick it. And he picked uh, Friends in Low Places, I think, by Garth Brooks. <laughs> and we brought yeah. the fucking house down uh, together, singing a duet armor oh, yeah. on me and this like fucking crazy weirdo dude who nobody <laughs> in the office liked. But uh, So I guess that would be it. Friend of the pod. Please subscribe. I feel bad for the guy. You don't remember his name. I think it was Joe, but he was really quiet and he smoked a lot of weed. So that might be why I don't remember his name. Oh my but. God, dude. <laughs> it was just at Cummings in Columbus. Are there any other companies I, there? I, I didn't name any company names. Um, <laughs> this Leo sounds a lot like the Leo in this movie we're about to cover. Was he trying, to, was he trying to steal lollipops and stuff? Again, I have not seen this movie. <laughs> Me neither. All right, this is Corey, uh, Kylo Ren memes, uh, Simi Valley, California. I don't really have a good answer to this. It's not really my kind of thing. But many years ago, when I used to party with my friends, you know, when I was like 20 or whatever, I remember the song that we would all get together and sing when it came on. Our little, like, you know, uh, iPod playlist was uh, Kill You by Eminem. So that was one we would kind of all <laughs> sing slash rap together. Is that you don't want to shady? That one? Yeah, that's the one. Cause shady will kill you. The definition of camaraderie, c- kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a fun time. Oh, I wish I had a story as funny as Pappy's. I honestly don't. Um, 
I will say this though. Uh, my sister went to St. Mary's at Notre Dame. It's where she went and graduated from. And I remember being in South Bend with her after like a Notre Dame win. And for some odd reason, it's not the same now, but there was this hole in the wall bar called Finney's. And it looked like the place just had like two inches of pee that had flooded in the place and nothing was clean. And you could just smell probably mold in the walls. Uh, but it's where like the Notre Dame students went. So I went there and it was actually fun. And I remember Mr. Brightside came on. Yeah. And my, yeah, that is like an anthem, like wherever you are. But I remember laughing really hard because about one in every 10 people knew the words until it opened up my eager eyes would come on. And so watching just so many people mumble through words for a minute straight and then knowing 10 words after that, I always found that to be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Next holiday season, Miramax Films invites you to unlock the doors of your imagination and enter a world where wishes can come true, where fantasies become adventures, and one of the most beloved childhood heroes of all comes to life. Two-time Academy Award winner Roberto Benini is Pinocchio. Corey, you saw this movie, right? Unfortunately, I also watched this movie. The listeners know, you know, this is a punishment movie, so not all the uh, podcasters here have actually watched this, but some of us elected to, and Stevie, you were required to, right? I was required to. My God, does this movie not tell you how much of a classic and how good of an actor Martin Short truly is? <laughs> like, I feel like this movie should have sent people back in time being like, you know what? Martin Short wasn't that bad. And Clifford was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the comparison that Stevie's making here is, look, we got Martin Short and Clifford. Well, how old was he? 40? 41, I believe. Right, so he's a 40-year-old man playing a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> and then we kind of got the same thing in this movie with um, a 49-year-old, I think oh he was, God. at the time of filming. Um, what's his name again, Brett? Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini, you know, an Oscar winner at this point, uh, playing a puppet, but a child puppet. I haven't even finished you yet, and you're already talking back to your papa. Now, you listen to me, you little rascal. You you just keep that mouth shut for a while. All right, Papa. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll keep my mouth shut. I mean, Martin Short really is just... I have so much more respect for him now, you know? Like, he did wonders with Clifford. He did what uh, Roberto just could not seem to do here, It's right? almost like Martin Short was acting. It's an insane thought, but yeah, like, watching this movie... And having to hear him say that he's a boy over and over again and all I or you know, all I want to be is a boy. It's like, dude, you're a forty nine year old man and I understand you're playing a puppet and that's great, but like you got no strings on you and you just look like a man in child's clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's not working, dude. And and it depends on what version you're watching, but the, the version I watched was dubbed, so I was hearing Breckenmeyer. I watched the bad version too. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Well, I started to think, man, this poor actor is getting put through the ringer. He, no one could do this. And then I realized 
he directed it too. He directed <laughs> <So>. it. <laughs> Roberto Benigni, Benigni, they filmed this in Italy, and he, like, it had to have been just so awkward on set. He just goes off for a minute at. Okay, so f- again, for the listeners at home, I think me, Corey, and then Stevie had to watch this. Brett, Pap, mm. he just like flails about on screen, repeating lines and like, it's called a, dr- this is a drama comedy, but like, a dramedy, if you will. <laughs> I wasn't getting hints of neither one of those, man. <laughs> and you guys watched this, this is a dubbed version of it? Yeah, the yeah. dubbed the dubbed one is the third worst reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes of the two thousands. It's got it a literally zero... has a zero percent. Right, <laughs> Corey. I didn't mean to cut. I, I cut you off earlier. I was. I meant to come back to you. I didn't. I, I'm sorry. No, but you're right. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, not very uh, well beloved film. Although I understand it was Benini's passion project. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying before the pod? You hope bad things happen to him. I just okay. When I say that, I mean this in a very light sense. Like, I hope like when he woke up after the last day of shoot, like he may have like, you know, been walking around in the dark and broken his big toe on a table. Like, that's what I mean. I don't mean actual harm, but just... Like a small broken bone. Just a small broken (laughs) bone, because what he gave the world cannot be undone. Like, this is so horrifying to watch. Like, okay, so, like, the, the puppets that had strings in this movie, I was like, that's actually kind of a cool effect. I was like, I kind of, like, dig where it's going with that. And it looked really cool, too, when the Stromboli character, like, opened up from behind. You're like, whoa, this is actually a giant. Like, you thought, like, you're in a theater of people... But it's like a giant and it's like, I almost want to ask Roberto Benini, you know, you put strings on these people and, you know, you obviously call them puppets. Why not put strings on you? At least for a little bit of this movie. Yeah. Because to watch no him. Strings? Never. Dude, bro got no strings ever. And the worst part is, is he moves around like he has strings, but not strings that are peddled by like a professional marionette, but like they're being used by a five-year-old child after a long day at the fair. <laughs> like it's horrifying to watch. He never dons actual strings and they never do any makeup to him to make him look wooden <gasps> at all. There's None. two times, there's two times where they stretch out his nose with like a CGI effect, but then they just push it back in and he's just regular again. Like it's, I don't understand. Like, you don't even hear, like, the wooden snaps of, like, at least put, like, wooden, like, you know, kind of clanking about or yeah. something, like, to be like, oh, he kind of sounds like wood, like, I guess. <laughs> like, that's cool. Is there, like, did you say, is there, like, a creaking sound? Is he? None. None. He's just a man. <laughs> He's just a 50-year-old man <laughs> moving about like a psychopath in pajamas. Like, I can't describe it. I want to know how big of a bite Corey wants to take out of his bread hat. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't eating that man's hat, right? <laughs> Put a little butter on there. Got a stew going. Well, I just gotta say, like, you guys are talking about him being a puppet. The stupidest fucking thing is that people on the street recognize him as a puppet. That's it's the worst. <laughs> They're like, it's that boy, the little puppet. In the back of my head, I'm going. I didn't know his age at the time, but I'm like, that's a forty. That's a five foot ten, forty seven year old oh man. Don't look at me, little puppet. But then again, they're also not like, oh wow, a puppet's walking around. They're just like, we're taking this puppet we're to taking jail. This puppet to jail. <laughs> they're always taking him to jail. 
It makes me laugh so hard because it's it's almost like a stand-up comedian's version of how Pinocchio went. It's like the it's the way it's shot as insane. So like, what's the um, bully's name? Is it Egregio or what's his name? When he gets hit with the book. Oh yeah, no, the fucking kid that like dies. <laughs> I will it's not die a kid. Now. It's a twenty-nine-year-old man playing a ten-year-old boy again. A lot of Cliffords yeah. in this movie. A lot of Cliffords. There are no children in this movie. I think I will die now. <laughs> yeah, so like he gets hit in the head with a book, and immediately the only two cops in the entire city arrive. <laughs> they talk like Philadelphia policemen. It's so funny. They're like, what happened here? Who does this puppet belong to? <laughs> Brecken Meyer. God bless him. Trying his hardest to act, to voice act through this movie. Um... Pretty much the best part is they're like, he's like, yeah, it's my book and it hit him in the head, but I didn't throw it. And before you can say I didn't throw it, the Philadelphia policemen that are uh, making a movie in Italy go, that's it. Lock him up. He's good. I want you to take this boy straight to the hospital. And for you, puppet, you're going right to jail. It's just incredible. And Pap, do you want to hear the two best characters in this movie? Is it the uh, <laughs> the cat or whoever it is from the first movie? It's uh, Honest John and Gideon. Honest yeah. John, yeah. Hey, did you guys ever watch like Sabrina Teenage Witch growing up, like the old sitcom? Uh, Brittany loved that show, but no, I didn't really watch a lot of it. I didn't really watch I, it. I, you know, if you're a fan of that show, I'm sorry, but there was a black cat on there that used to talk. <laughs> Salem. Yeah. But, yeah. but what they used to do is they would just shoot an actual black cat and do a voiceover. They could have done that in this movie with just a fox and a cat. Like... To dress up grown men to look like a fox and a cat is insane. How do Eddie Griffin and Cheech Marin come off as them? Does it sound ridiculous or what? It's about what you think it is, Brett. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can't. It seems pretty straightforward. It's freaking Eddie Griffin and Cheech Marin. Ten million? All for me? How? Oh, it's quite simple. Instead of going home, just come along with us. With us? With us? With you to where? To a land where all the farmers grow gold. Gold. No. Gold. Yeah. And what's the name of this place? It's called Nincompoop Land. Poopoo Land. Poopoo Land. I mean, you got Queen Latifah playing a dove. Like, <laughs> I just it's, read that, yeah. It, it's... It's completely all over the place. It's so weird to see that, like, dove. Like, it, it's flying overhead, you know? And Pinocchio looks up, and then it's just like this <laughs> black Queen woman. Latifah. It's Queen, Queen Latifah, like, hey, Pinocchio, your dad's looking for you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was so, like, taken out of it. It's just such a weird, like, choice for that particular character. Josh, I think you and I have a somewhat of a similar sense of humor. And since you're one of the only people on this pod that watched it, I know you don't have to, guys. I'm just stating a fact. What did you make of when Pinocchio jumped off the rocks to, like, go save his dad? Did you notice what was so gosh darn funny about that shot? Did he just kind of, like, belly flop in? He belly flops in, but not (laughs) only that, but the, you know, very old men on the beach look out and shrug their shoulders and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they know he's made of wood, so he'll float. They just, they literally look out and they just shrug their shoulders and they start awkwardly walking away. Like they don't know if they're supposed to be looking at the camera or not. It's just like Roberto Benigni said, just do this. And they're like, all right, whatever. And they started walking off screen. I laughed very hard at that. (laughs) (laughs) 
they like think the shot's over and they're just walking away <laughs> going to craft services this movie goes in and out of a lot of different scenes does the, i feel like just the story itself of pinocchio is grating because this boy or 49 year old dude or whatever is always like making the same mistakes kind of over and over it's like mm-hmm. one of those stories you know and that movie is kind of like really embraces that part of the story. Stevie, Pinocchio was our number one Disney animated movie of all time in our rankings. How similar are the stories or how different are they? Um, I mean, there's some similar setups, but like how you get there and what goes on in those setups are nowhere close. Like, I mean, I think the closest is probably um, Pleasure Island. Like, that's probably about as close as it gets. Pleasure Island, like the porn shop in Elkhart? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. That porn shop is named after a place in a Disney movie, which is very strange. Um, but yeah. Didn't it get burnt, though? I don't know. Did it get insurance burnt? Uh, LeBrett. Is our historian? I don't know. Brad, did Pleasure Island, the porn shop in Elkhart, get burned down? Pleasure Island correspondent <laughs> Brett. What Pleasure Island porn shop correspondent Brett. Did it burn down? No idea. I don't. I, have, I don't live there anymore. There's more than one though. <laughs> I only know that because I went to someone's house in like South Bend one time, and I was like, "Oh, there's another one." I've never been there, guys. That's just that place is disgusting. <laughs> Probably. Or so you've heard. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, so I read. I've seen Boondock Saints. I know how gross those places are. He just went there for the articles, guys. It's no big deal. <laughs> never been there. Let's go. <laughs> huh? Let's go. To Pleasure Island? Let's go. No, we're not going. We're not going there. Yeah, she said let's go. <laughs> what's pleasure island like in this movie stevie because that's one of the best parts of the animated Pinocchio. nothing like the animated version that's disappointing it's more like dumbo circus like if anything like the tim burton dumbo like tim burton dumbo yeah just while we're on the subject stevie and Corey, like where do you, like if you were going to tell a story about pinocchio what are just like the small things you would focus on to make it a good story maybe putting Could- strings on a puppet <laughs> Uh, Honestly, Josh, my my first thing after watching this would be to make Pinocchio likable in some way. Um, <laughs> Pinocchio sucks in this movie. Like he starts off like the yes. worst, and then he stays that way until all of a sudden he's just not that way anymore. That's how I felt watching the other one. Is it? I have not seen the animated one in thirty years. I don't remember. Is he like that at all? Is he? So the an- Pap, you know, the animated version is incredibly episodic. Yeah, and he's got like an innocence to him, right? Where he's not like creating yes. or malicious. He just doesn't understand how the world works. Basically, that's where yeah. Jimmy it's Cricket more of in. like yeah. not understanding how the. I mean, he's just very like very naive, very naive in the animated version, and it makes him somewhat likable. And also, the characters outside of Coachman are pretty likable as well. Even Honest John and Gideon. Um, and in the animated version, it's not incredibly connected. It's very like episode, like, uh, it's almost like six, you know, 10, it's almost like six 15 minute episodes, mm. uh, just that somewhat connect, but not really all that much. And I don't know why the fairy, 
uh, fairy godmother is so involved in this movie. It made no sense the, because it's his wife. His wife, yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio's wife? Oh, yeah, Roberto Benigni's wife. Oh, Roberto Rashi, Rashi. I'm not going to work here anymore. <laughs> hey, that's good. Did they? I, I remember, I have vivid memories of the donkey scene as a kid. And just, mm. I mean, that was just like terrifying scene to me. The, you know, like, hee-haw, is that, like, is it come off as kind of creepy in this? Or is it just like, oh my God, that's so stupid. They really fucked that up in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was kind of anticipating that as well. I was like, well, I bet this is going to be cool because it's live action. They only had $50 million to use. All right. Pinocchio wakes up, has donkey ears, right? He goes and sees his friend, also has donkey ears and a tail. You're like, okay, they're going to start transforming, right? Cuts away, cuts back. The friend is a full donkey. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you guys about the friend a little bit? Because that might be my favorite part of the movie. Leonardo da Vinci? Toe for Grace. Teased him earlier, but Pappy, he goes around. Uh, I think my favorite part of the movie is he. it's when Pinocchio is like a guard dog for a while, which is actually pretty sad to think about, but Pinocchio's chained <laughs> in, like, out in the rain, this dog, and he's coming to, to steal hens. And he's like, oh, my friend Leonardo. And Leonardo's like, yeah, I got to steal four hens and I'll get two rides on the rocking horse. Mm-hmm. And that's his whole motivation. <laughs> like, And like earlier in the movie, he's like in jail for stealing 28 lollipops. Yeah. Leonardo's just like the Joker guy. Like, he, you know, he's just pure chaos, this guy. Nothing makes any sense with him, right? Like, <laughs> he just wants to take a giant lick of a lollipop and fucking mosey on. He's like, Murray, call me Joker. We live in a society. (laughs) Honestly, his performance is probably kind of like the best one in the movie because he's so like, he's so expressive and like, I don't know, like, it's funny to see it go with Topher Grace's voice as well. Like, there's something like comedic about that to me. (laughs) I don't know if it's like supposed to be funny the way it is, but it's, it's goofily funny for sure. It, it made me laugh, too. And I think just the childish things, like, this dude is, like, 28 that's playing him. <laughs> so, like, he'd want to be getting, like, you know, maybe, like, some hoes, drugs. <laughs> but instead, he's, like, splitting a lollipop with Pinocchio, like, literally taking turns licking it. Yeah, I was watching that, too. They really did that. They really <laughs> switched off a lollipop like that. <laughs> <laughs> pre-covid times for sure oh yeah yeah i mean if you watch this movie on mute you can tell who's acting better than other people if you watch this movie on mute roberto benini is the worst actor alive <laughs> i was gonna ask you he's so he's not good at all no <laughs> like how you rephrased it <laughs> no like it's oh if like, i hadn't seen life is beautiful i would hate this man i i haven't seen life is beautiful Life, life is beautiful, and I hate this man. Like, genuinely hate this man. Like, <laughs> my wife and I got done watching it. I, I always go look to her and say, what'd you think? And she goes, <laughs> it's one of my favorite reviews she ever gave me. She goes, I can't make heads or tails of it, but that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> there we go. This ain't it, chief. 
it's um like watching Roberto Benini, like it's almost like they didn't have the budget to make him look wooden, so he had to make himself look wooden by himself. <laughs> but in himself trying to make himself look wooden, um it comes across like he always looks surprised. <laughs> Did you get that, Josh? I just want to go back and talk about how the piece of wood falls off the cart at the beginning, <laughs> Steve. I, heard, I read about that. It rolls down the hill or something. It rolls through the village, doesn't it? Is, is it that destroys an, an entire metropolitan area. <laughs> <laughs> and Gestapo like, grabs it really quick. Geppetto? Yeah. The, the, Gesta- the Gestapo got him? Gestapo. <laughs> oh, man. Gestapo. <laughs> Chuck, the Gestapo. No, okay, yeah. Geppetto just grabs it, and he's like, Oh, you know, a, a lager. A piece I like of this. <laughs> I'll make it my son. And then it's just like full blown Martin Short going nuts, bouncing off the wall for the next one hundred, like one hundred minutes. Yeah, like he's immediately hopping around. He was like throwing things off the shelves. He's like knocking over tables, like kicking in windows, just for like no reason. And it's like, what the fuck is this asshole doing? Like. <laughs> You don't like to see it. I don't know if it's supposed to be like charming or maybe like a kid's supposed to see it. I'm like, look, this guy's fun. Like, no, Is no that one the likes scene this. that was shared with us today. Yes. Where he's yes. like, Babo. Okay. I got to know in the dub version. Is he saying Babo? Papa. Papa. No. Oh, man. I, I'm, not in, I'm not interested. If he's not saying <laughs> Babo, it's not for me. Babo Booey. And the thing is, Jimmy the Cricket comes in there, and he tries to murder him multiple times. <laughs> like, for real, smash him with a hammer. Wait, you said Jimmy the Cricket like he's a mafioso. Jimmy, so Jimmy the Cricket came over with a baseball bat. <laughs> they are Italian, Brad. Don't mess with Jimmy the Cricket. He takes out this huge mallet and tries to squash. Brad, the funniest shit you've ever said. <laughs> Jimmy the Cricket. I love that. Josh, it's Jiminy. <laughs> I said Jiminy. I know it's Jiminy. You called him Jimmy the I- Cricket. <laughs> Yo, someone got to shut this guy up. Get Jimmy the Cricket on the phone. <laughs> Break some fingers, some kneecaps. Fair enough. I, I hope I did say it. It's great. Doing great with the names tonight. I called Roberto Benigni like, or something like that earlier in the pod. I'm just. On a roll. Back to back. Gestapo <laughs> and Jimmy the Cricket. Classic. You <laughs> Jimmy the Cricket. <laughs> oh, keep man. Going, Josh. Yeah, sorry, man. No, a Jiminy, Jiminy Cricket is nearly murdered. Like, it would have been almost like Pan's Labyrinth style, like one of those fairies getting just like drilled so hungry i could eat the whole house oh i wonder if there's a cookie jar anywhere pinocchio who's there i'm cricket lover of wisdom seeker of truth well-dressed insect about town no a talking cricket cricket tell me where he hides the cookies i'm starving perhaps you should have thought of that before you ran away next time use that wooden head of yours hunger is the least of the troubles that befall naughty children you talking to me that's john cleese by the way the cricket Corey, can you do a john cleese impression uh, I don't think I can. I can't, why can't I think of any movies he's in? Rat Race. Time Bandits. <laughs> These aren't exactly uh, 90s movies, guys. Come on. 
Oh, Rat Race is technically a 90s movie. Is it? Yeah, it has been 2000, but it's technically a 90s movie. (laughs) No, but I I agree with you, Josh. He's like, the relationship between the cricket, he's just called cricket in this, and Pinocchio, like, it's never like any, um, there seems to never be any friendship, even when Pinocchio is reformed. Like, Pinocchio just wants to kill him, or he's completely ignoring him, or he's telling him to fuck off. And even at the end, when the cricket's like, all right, I guess our work here is done. And he's like, all right, all right, get out of here. Like, <laughs> he wants nothing to do with him. He's just like, all right. Now, I want to know, is that common in the book? Because the one I watched in 2019, he, like, hates the cricket. And he, like, throws stuff at him. And, like, he's never – the cricket is in, like, three scenes. By the mm. way, the cricket looks exactly like the little Satan baby in Passion of the Christ. So <laughs> – if you want to get that visual. It probably is a book thing, Brett, but like really it doesn't, I mean, doing what the book does doesn't always make a good movie, does it? No. I mean, we've seen the TV version of The Shining. It? The Shining? Exactly. It? It. The Shining? <laughs> Pet Cemetery. <laughs> there you go, Pet Cemetery. I'm Okay, I'm really confused though. So like, is Roberto Benigni the only one in Italian? Because you're all you're naming like American actors, or I guess English okay, actors. Okay, so he's dubbed by uh, his name Brecken Meyer. Brecken Meyer, yeah. who's just way younger. You know Brecken Meyer, Pappy. Road Trip, Clueless, um, Roadhouse, um, Roadhouse Rat Race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not in Roadhouse. No, I know, yeah. I think he was on a lawyer show with one of the yeah, Saved was, by the uh, Bell guys. Franklin Bash with Mark Paul Gossler. You won't recognize a person in this movie, Pat. Yeah, they're, they're dubbed with like, I think Miramax like made uh, the it is Miramax. Um, yeah, they got like the American cast. They got some pretty big names. Yeah, I mean, big names. Like it's crazy. Eric Idle, Kevin James, Cheech Marin, Eddie Glenn Griffin, Close. Topher Grace, Regis Philbin. Yeah, Regis. Domer. Domer. <laughs> so this is a Harvey Weinstein joint, though. Oh, man. <laughs> I believe yeah. he thanked Harvey Weinstein when he won his Academy Award, so probably. This movie, like, this had to be a lost bet, right? No, I just think he loves the story so much. Look how much joy he has. But also, like, I don't know. There's something really just off-putting about this movie. I. What is the lesson? Well, see, the lessons are, like, never actually learned. I feel like Pinocchio was only sad the fairy godmother even died is because she had a giant wagon behind her. I mean, like, and she also gave him a very peculiar look at the end. In a movie where they just toss a puppet in jail, like, I'm not diving into this, like, look. I don't know. It's all meaningless at that point, (laughs) Stevie. This dude is fucking constantly in and out of jail. Like... (laughs) This dude has done some time. Like no, Italian. In, in a matter of one cut scene, he does four months in prison. Yeah, man. <laughs> and he's supposed to do more, but the king is just like having like a good drunk day, apparently, and letting all the criminals loose. Yeah, he releases all the criminals. All right. Those two cops are ticked, man. Like, we're going to be working overtime. Pap, I know you love the animated version. I mean... <laughs> Do you have any questions about this one? If you're, I mean, are you ever going to watch this? I will maybe someday watch this. How's is Monstro in this movie at all? The he's yes, but he's a shark. 
He's a shark. And not a whale? A shark. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the CG shark? And surprisingly, it has the best shot of the entire movie. Like, I mean, if there's actually one shot, you're like, huh, it's kind of well done. It's probably the one where Geppetto or Gestepo and uh, Pinocchio are uh, looking outside of the shark's mouth. Such bad editing, though, right? Geppetto's like, I can't swim. What are we going to do? And he's like, come on. And it cuts, and they're like on land. Yeah. It's um, shortcuts were taken. And this movie is why I think that, like, you have executive and producer interference in films nowadays. Everyone is horrified they're going to make the next Pinocchio, and they're constantly <laughs> overseeing everything. Because I can't imagine not one producer being on set of this movie for five minutes. It's so bad. It doesn't make... <clears throat> like, I've seen the animated version before, but I have no desire in my heart to ever read or see any, like, Pinocchio-related material after this. <laughs> mm, even the because... Guillermo del Toro one? It really... <sighs> And Tom Hanks is I hope, doing... Is that- I hope I'll come around, but, like, dude, the way that the character just makes mistakes after mistakes and, like, the frustrating nature of people taking advantage of them and him just being stupid over and over again, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Plus all the bad production stuff we've been talking about. Also, the, like, when one of the assassins, quote-unquote, got set on fire... The fact that Roberto Benigni or Miramax included a Bayou accent threw me for a loop. When they're trying to figure out which like which way to go in the water, and one of them goes, "I can't swim." I can't swim. The cat and the fox they uh, they hang Pinocchio by the neck and kill him. They literally <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Is that the snow frame that you set before we started recording? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like Wizard of Oz. He gets brought back to life later <laughs> by magic, but he is confirmed dead. So I think there's a story in like the original written version where he gets chopped up and like burned, like used as like burning wood. And part of me kind of wishes that like live action Roberto Benini got <laughs> chopped up and used as burning wood and how that would have looked in this movie. You talk about in real life. You want Roberto Benini to be chopped up and burned. No, just break or stub a toe or maybe chip a tooth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, don't want, but... you want him to be wood chippered like Fargo. Yes, something. <laughs> I think that would have made this movie infinitely better. Future spoilers. Stevie, who is the target audience for this movie, if you had to guess? <sighs> Roberto Benini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is... A film by Roberto Benini, starring Roberto Benini, for Roberto Benini. Yes. Uh, this is not a Quadrant Four movie in the slightest. It's no, it's one spot no on the quadrant, one individual yeah. dot. Dude, it has one individual little grid mark of like who this would. I mean, if you threw a dart ten times. You couldn't hit the target audience for, I mean, not <laughs> once. You'd miss wildly awful because there's times where you're like, maybe it's for a three-year-old. And there's times where it's like, maybe it's for a 40-year-old. And there's nothing else in between. <laughs> it's the only way I could even picture it is a young 40-year-old grandparent who has the three-year-old for the day. And neither of them really care what's going on on screen. <laughs> <laughs> what about if you were really drunk? Really drunk? This movie's hard to watch. Really drunk or high or something? Would it be funny? 
No, I mean, I- <laughs> if you were drunk and watching it with friends, you'd all start to get mad at each other that you were letting each other like watch this. Yeah, there wouldn't be it that would kind be of awkward. Like, camaraderie. You don't, you don't think you'd be laughing at how bad it is? You no, think- no, this isn't like the room. I mean, I don't even think midnight screenings would take this movie because everyone would leave so pissed off. You'd suddenly turn into Corey's friend group, just saying "I kill you" <laughs> for fun. <laughs> so why why does it not cross the line into so bad it's good? Then is it just boring? It's just bad. It's boring. It looks cheap at times. Um, and also, what really like typically a bad movie can get through. Some things where if the things that are bad are worse than the person that's starring in it, kind of like what Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau did it with like sets, where you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, this movie is like the opposite, where some of the sets actually look pretty good, but Roberto Benigni says, I'm going to make this so bad, you're going to forget about everything <laughs> but me. I'm going to create a movie so toxic. <laughs> like, this is... Like it's cancerous for the like knowledge and the brain to watch this. I mean, just seeing him running around like a dickhead <laughs> is not a good movie. Like it's <laughs> that does not a good movie make. Do you guys remember that like that story back in the day? Like before Hook was made, it was going to be a completely different movie where yeah. Michael Jackson stars as Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah, that would have been like this, dude. Hey, just like this fucking egomaniac running around. Like, dang, it would have been not not fun. Wendy, darlings, not Pappy, my lover. You know how Stevie was saying all that stuff about Martin Short being ahead of his time or whatever. Like, think of the bad times Martin Short's <laughs> like antics don't land. Like all that's the time. this whole yeah. Arguably, easy. But take his take his bottom bottom 15 25 percent and spread them out over about a hour and 46 minutes <laughs> and it's not like so bad it's good it's just difficult and awkward like if anybody tops roberto benini for worst acting performance of all time i'll be shocked like tommy was looks like master plat master class <laughs> compared to this like it's it's just a difficult movie to get through because one person can take you out of every scene instantly. And they're in every scene. And he's in every gosh darn scene. <laughs> All right. I think spoiler fans really want to know, Corey, this or Cats? Ooh. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> Good question. Is it? Uh, this, I guess. <laughs> what? Cats is not it, dude. <sighs> When I think of cats, I think of that dickhead tap dancing, and I don't like tap dancing, dude. Like, Scrimble uh, Shakes? The real This movie cat? has turned me off to Pinocchio the way that that movie turned me off to tap dancing. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen Pinocchio in ages. Like, I saw the JTT version mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and the last time I saw the, the classic Disney one, I was like, um, I don't know, seven or something. And, you know, I kind of like it, but it's not one I rewatched. You should. I tried to rent Pinocchio's Revenge one time, and it was the wrong fucking VHS The case. 95 version? No. Is that when that came out? I think that was 95 that came out. I remember that. It was a 90s one, yeah. Yeah. I think my, me and my grandpa watched that, shockingly. <laughs> How about the erotic adventures of Pinocchio? I've heard about that. <laughs> it's a 1970s classic, apparently. Bro, did you buy that at Pleasure Island in Elkhart, Indiana? <laughs> no, it's a South Bend branch. N- I, don't, I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> never even heard of it. I just watched. I was looking at a video 
uh, called It's Awfully Good Movies, and this Pinocchio is on there, which I think is implying that it's good. Dude, that YouTube show is fucking dope. I love it. That show? Yeah. Shout what out to Awfully Good Movies on Joe Blow. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I just I wanted to know. I've been thinking the whole time. I'm like, I wonder if Corey would rather watch this or Cats. And I think he answered the question. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at some of the people in this movie. Well, speaking of classic spoilers questions, Stevie, who is the Christ-like character of Roberto Benigni's Pinocchio? Whoever edited this. Um, no, who's the Christ-like character? Probably Mouse and Fox because they kill Pinocchio. I mean, right? yeah, the Christ-like characters would the be Gestapo. Honest John and Gideon for hanging him. And the movie could have ended <laughs> oh <my> there. <laughs> uh, those are the Christ-like characters, just for saying, we got you guys. Like, it would have, honestly, this movie could be legendary if they knew how bad it was. And they ended it with Honest John and Gideon breaking the fourth wall and winking at the audience and then just cutting it. That would have been like 15 minutes. And it almost would have been like a joke that knew it went too far at a certain point. Josh, there's a, a part in this movie. I want to know if you found this funny. When Pinocchio is like about to get arrested and he's chained up, he runs away from the cops. He runs away to this like field and he gets caught in a bear trap. <laughs> and then this dude like, dude. Up. I was about to edit that clip and send it to you guys. This dude shows up and he's like, ah, I got you now. And like tosses him over his shoulder and he's like, you're mine now. And like walks off screen. And it's like, wait, what is he doing with this kid? I'm a very good boy. I, I was on my way to school. So you go to school in handcuffs. What a fine school. I think you escaped from prison, you devil. I'm going to leave that trap on your foot. And I'm going to teach you a lesson you won't soon forget. It, it's very rapey. Yeah, and that's when he turns him into like a gimp slave dog character <laughs> who lives outside. <laughs> Ultimately, what he does, yeah, is he makes him be his watchdog. It seems like it's going to get a lot weirder than that, though. I agree. It's very weird to see. Especially when Pinocchio goes, but how? And the guy goes, bow wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but how? He's like, but sex. <laughs> but sex. You got to realize, Pappy, 30 seconds before this, they're licking a lollipop in jail back and forth. Like, <laughs> you can't ignore all the symbols. Very metaphorical. Yeah. Who is this movie for? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can throw 10 darts, not hit that grid. Uh, you guys ready for some trivia? Or do you guys have any last things? Actually, you know what? Let's do final thoughts and yes or no's. This time, let's go from Weesis to Isis. Or even if you would recommend for somebody to watch this. Okay, so we're doing yes or no's? Yeah. I don't have much else to say other than this is just not an entertaining movie to watch. And it's a no. It's not good. And I don't think I said this, but it gave me a strong dislike for Benini's face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> seeing his face... <laughs> Not into it. And again, it's a good thing I've seen Life is Beautiful because I understand that he can be great. He's won an Oscar or whatever, but don't like looking at him. That's it. Two Oscars. Two Oscars? Well, the Life is Beautiful won Best international, best Foreign Language Film as well. Hmm. Mm. This one did not. Well, uh, this is Josh from Goshen. Of course, this movie's a no. It's so bad, it's not good. 
And (laughs) (laughs) Corey, what you just said was so funny. It's going to be hard to top that. (laughs) Like Roberto Benigni, I hope to never necessarily have to see that face again. It wouldn't be terrible. Um, But I don't know. Like, I'm glad I watched it to spread the misery around a little bit, at least Stevie and Corey and, it's fun talking with you guys. Thank you for watching it. I appreciate it's fun that. Uh, talking to you guys about it, uh, but a little miserable watching poor man's Martin Short. Yeah, this movie was painful. Like I love, like even if a movie is bad, I still love movies. Like Geostorm is one of my favorite movies I've watched in the last ten years. Like that's how much I love film because it literally crammed ten different genres into a hundred minutes of awful acting and somehow still worked for me. Um, this movie is none of those things. This movie is creepy. Um, it's hard to watch. Nothing lands. I wouldn't recommend this to my worst enemies. I wouldn't even recommend this to next best picture, uh, on a joke. Whoa, like I would whoa. recommend this to no Hey one. now. Hey now coming in hot. Uh, so yeah, this movie is just an absolute no, if you're a listener of this podcast, don't even be curious. Just go on with your life. Don't even watch this movie. No, no, no. I have a question for you and St- you and Pappy, though. Like, what triggers in Pinocchio that, in the animated or original version of this, that makes him, like, be good? Like, what does he find his heart for, like, a good reason? Or, like, what's the triggering point? So, he's mainly, like, just incredibly naive and there's a lot of lessons along the way like jimmy cricket's trying to like jimmy cricket's mm-hmm. the real hero of the animated version he's one that like hammers lessons home for him um and mainly when his like dad goes missing the animated version is when he is still trying to turn things around but when he gets to monstro and ends up inside monstro is like his real turning point of like okay now it's time to be good and it makes sense too because you have this voice in his head jimmy cricket the whole time who's like like Stevie said, the protagonist of the movie. So yeah, his whole arc is like facilitated by that character, and he doesn't try to murder Jimmy the Cricket. Yeah, he's like Jimmy, Jimmy the, the Cricket. Do this, I'm gonna break your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an a Sicilian neck attack. <laughs> um. Okay. Before yeah, I hope- we do trivia, Stevie. I think what you did with Brett was admirable. Does anyone on this podcast have the balls to bet me a punishment episode that I'll beat them in trivia tonight? Oof. Tim Tebow trivia? I think that's only fair. Stevie put up an arbitrary Brett bet against Brett. Josh, you've barely done any punishment episodes. Josh, why do you hate punishment apps? Let's get into that. Josh, what's your deal? You avoid them like the plague. You avoid them like the plague. Look at the plague. Look at the plague. I'll do it if if I if you guys Alright, I'll take that bet. Brett. That's my bad, Brett. Life got ahead oh of me. Oh my god. Michael Moore movies for Brett only, please. <laughs> so Brett Brett's in. Brett's in the bet. Josh. Michael Moore movies only. <laughs> I won't give I promise I won't give you a spider or a Spectre movie. Or a Michael Moore Wouldn't movie. Wouldn't do that to you, Brett. I can't promise a Michael Moore movie. Even worse. The libs. I'm a sensitive man, and you chose 120 days of Sodom for me. And you're so much you're stronger for it boy. today. You're no longer sensitive. Look at you. I'm sensitive. We cured you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me and Brett, Brett is the bet? 
Yeah, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not into that. Why? Right, just me and Brett. Josh, why do you like this? It's like Roberto Benini's face, man. I'm out. I'd go, but like I don't literally know who Tim Tebow is, other than Brett said. Brett, I asked. <laughs> I asked who he was. Brett sent me a message and said he was like a <laughs> football or baseball player or something. Both. He was like a godly Christian, and everyone on his team was a bunch of criminals or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was like, they were also really good. What? <laughs> he was like a holy man of his <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, I, don't I know. said they were murderers and white and girl beaters. No, but and- it feeds in with movies, like movies. Kyle, you have actually a really good chance at winning. No, I don't. I, no, I don't know who this fucking guy is. Not fair. He won the Heisman as a virgin, which is just as likely as the Virgin Mary giving birth. Won the Heisman <laughs> as a virgin? Apparently. According to legend. <laughs> According to him. Which I actually believe, but... Okay, you guys ready then? Who's this between? Me and Brett. Whoever gets the lowest has to do a Are you guys going to rotate? Maybe. Who wants to go first? Is, we're, we're the only ones playing? Yep. Oh. Love it, Stevie. Put him in a pit You can fight. go first, Brett. You, you, can pick, you can pick, Brett. I challenged you. I'll go second, I guess. Is there... Is, I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's no advantage. I'll go second, I guess. Okay, Pappy. Well, how does this work? How do I How do I win? I'll tell you. I'm going to ask you okay. questions of higher or lower with movies mm. and Tim Tebow stats. Oh, boy. Okay. So, Tim Tebow had 17... This is all NFL stats, no college. Yeesh. Tim Tebow had 17 career NFL passing touchdowns. Is that more or less than Land Before Time movies? Seven? 17. Woo-hoo-hoo. 17? That's um, more. You think Tim Tebow has more touchdowns than Land Before Times? That's what he said. That's <laughs> no, what he I'm said. Question. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, what you said. What that is, is that right? Yeah. Okay, that is correct. Damn. There have been Ooh, okay. 14 Land Before Time movies Holy released. Shit, that's way closer than I thought. <laughs> I, I'm not... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really riding off the success of that first one. Stevie was selling that hard. That was tough. Yeah. It, there's a lot of Land Before... This used to come at McDonald's meals. All right? <laughs> okay. This one's for Brett. <sighs> Brett. Tim Tebow has a career passing percentage of 48% in the NFL. The lowest in NFL history, I mind you. Jonathan Taylor Thomas's Pinocchio. I'm going to ask you that. Is, is Tim Tebow's uh, passing uh, career completion percentage higher or lower than Jonathan Taylor Thomas's uh, Rotten Tomato score by the critics? Oh, what a great question! What the, That's Pinocchio? the Pinocchio one? What's that? Oh, yeah, you, I didn't. I didn't hear you say Pinocchio. Uh, yes, if, Jonathan if I, Taylor Thomas's Pinocchio. If I miss this, do I lose? Yes. No. Okay. You just don't get the point. Um, I will say Tim Tebow's percentage is higher. That is correct. <sighs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas's Pinocchio has a steamy 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, Pap, you ready? Mm-hmm. Nervous. 
2011, Tim Tebow started the most games of his career, which was 11. He went 7-4. and four. Mm. He had 1,729 passing yards. Is that higher or lower than the initial box office of Tommy Wiseau's The Room? Dollars? <laughs> yes, and doll hairs. <laughs> lower? That is correct, Pappy. Tim Tebow had seventeen twenty nine. The box had uh, the box office for the room was a grand total of nineteen hundred for its initial run. Box office smash. Since it's a, since its following cult status, it has attained over thirty million. Did he say? I thought he said the box office was lower than. I thought Tebow. he said Tim Tebow's was lower than the box office. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, Brett, you ready for this? Yep. Tim Tebow has a grand total of nine interceptions in his career in the NFL. Is that higher or lower than the Rotten Tomato score of Caddyshack 2? That would be so bad. (laughs) Dang. Um, I, I, I will say... Caddyshack is higher. Brett is incorrect. Oh, oh. let's go. Caddyshack 2 has a grand total of 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tim Tebow has a career total of 361 passing attempts as a quarterback in the NFL. Good for him. Is that higher or lower than episode spoilers has released? Lower. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, With confidence. Spoilers, as of right now, this recording have released 363 episodes. Nice. What a great nice. guy. Yeah, some great guys. Okay, Pratt. This is an insurmountable lead by me at this point, right? No. Should Brett just concede? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so this is Brett's. Tim Tebow has a grand total of 173 completions as his entire NFL career as a quarterback. Is that higher or lower than Samuel Jackson has acting credits? Oh my gosh. He didn't start acting until late in his career, so I will say he's got less than 173. That is incorrect, Brad. Samuel Did Jackson you mean in his life? Yeah, late in his life. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... Samuel Jackson has a grand total of 194 acting credits. Take a freaking vacation, Damn. Sam. <sighs> Pap, you get this, you win. Actually, I think you're Alrighty. I think you already won anyway, but we'll see. Okay. Whew, this one's tough. Tim Tebow has a grand total of 16 career starts in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Is that higher or lower than the Rotten Tomato score of the classically panned children's film North? <laughs> I'm going to I'm glad Kylo laughed at that. Say it's lower. It is incorrect, Pappy. Ah! North has a whopping 14% in Rotten Tomatoes. I'm surprised it's not a zero. So close. Okay, so what's the score right now? I got two wrong. He's got one. How many questions are left? I'm up one. Just one question left. Oh, oh let's go. Let Pappy answer. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, does that mean Pappy wins? Yeah. Okay, well, Brett, you're going to answer you, this one. You can one. eliminate two, Spiders, Ghost, or Michael Moore. Tell me which category of movies you don't want. <laughs> eliminate and I'll pick from the third. I, I don't <laughs> want ahead, Spiders or... Well, think, think think about it. Think about it, Brett. Don't don't tell me now. Go ahead, Stevie. Okay, is this for Brett? All right, Brett, this is really going to test your knowledge as a, as a movie connoisseur. Tim Tebow's illustrious career with the Jets had him leaving with a grand total of 39 passing yards in his career as a jet is that higher or lower than James Bond movies have been released. That is higher. That is higher. Good job. 24 James Bond movies have officially been released. And then one unofficial. Very, very cool. Well, um, Ooh, so pap you win. Yes. So you get to pick the punishment for Brett. Is that right? So Brett, go ahead and eliminate two of those categories. Uh, what were the categories spiders, again? Ghosts or I don't want. Michael I don't Moore. want spiders or ghosts. Michael Moore. Well, <laughs> um, lads, help me out. Bowling for Columbine, Fahrenheit nine eleven, Fahrenheit eleven nine, Fahrenheit nine eleven. Bowling for Columbine. I feel like something more current would really get his goat more. Probably like Fahrenheit eleven mo- uh, nine. Then don't make me watch that. What? Well, I'd rather watch a ghost. I'd rather watch a ghost movie. So you're, so you're, picking, you're switching to ghost. I'm just saying, like nobody wants to. <laughs> we shouldn't do political stuff. So, I, I mean, what, what do you? Fahrenheit eleven nine is. We've always been political, <laughs> even when you didn't know it. <laughs> you could at least give me the one about guns. <laughs> is that? Would you rather do Boeing for yes. Columbine? Okay, bowling for Columbine. Then. That's fine. that's probably what? the nicer thing to do. Like. <laughs> I had to watch Pinocchio. Give that dude Fahrenheit eleven nine right I now. Respect, I respect the competitive nature of Brett to, to accept my challenge. Yeah, it's bo- bowling for Columbine. It that way, me. at least it won't be like just like uber political. And we'll we'll do this in like six months. There's no <laughs> no, no rush. There's so many Patreon requests. We'll, we'll probably never do this. Be this fun, is a though. punishment episode. I don't even know when it's going to get released. Pap, should we? Do, what's coming down the pipeline? If you should even do it. Uh, more Patreon requests. We're I we're gonna do Furious Seven. I'm not a hundred percent sure if this will be out before or after Roadhouse, but lots of Road Patreon House. requests. Um, Roadhouse is coming also, up soon. I will say that. So the Roadhouse has been out for a while. They already heard that. It's a great pod. Also, there's a there's at least one patron, maybe multiple, who are waiting on your movie requests. Uh, get that in. We wanna we wanna do the movie for you. David, so know, we mean we'll, you. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> Lots of Patreon requests coming though, Stevie. Hey, okay, I'm gonna take this time to say f you to Tim Tebow. Like you haven't ruined my life enough. I spent an hour <laughs> studying Tim Tebow when this it literally had nothing to do with Tim Tebow. You told us the Tim, you told us the Tim Tebow stats, and and then I lose. He makes me lose again, like usual. And now I gotta watch the turd Michael Moore talk about crap he knows nothing about. <laughs> F you, Tim Tebow. Yeah. We need to get Spoiler Man saying the opinions of Brett do not necessarily reflect those of the Spoilers Podcast and Spoilers Podcast hosts. Oh my. Well, thank you so much for listening, people. 
please don't watch this movie. If you have, I am so sorry. Uh, join the club. It's so bad. Um, if you are listening, though, subscribe to our Patreon. No pressure, but uh, we love hearing it from you guys. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, at least leave us a review on iTunes. That's always, always welcome feedback. And please just remember, Brett has never been to the Pleasureland Museum in Elkhart or never. South Bend. Not once. Not once has he been there or knows the ongoings of those stores. He wasn't there last week. He wasn't there. Just remember, he wasn't there. Thank you for listening. That was spoilers. Possible. I'm leaving tonight. And I'm going far, far away. Where are you going? To paradise. It's the best place in the world. And what is it called? Pleasure Island, like the porn shop in Elkhart? That was spoilers.